This is Wherever It Takes Us, a podcast about everything. I'm Kim Moran, a life coach, mom, horse enthusiast, and entrepreneur. I'm David Codney, a dad, an explorer, an artist, and a lost soul. We've come together because we're curious about life, what it means to be human, how and why things are the way they are, and most importantly, why no one talks about this stuff in real and meaningful ways. Join us each week as we dive into things that we're not supposed to say out loud. We're not experts, but we're real people. Hi, David. Hi, Kim. So uh, I want to talk about some something that oh. I wonder if you've noticed. I've been in spaces lately where you're having a conversation with people and then to be relevant, I guess. And and there's a, there's a point at which this is acceptable. And then there's a point at which it crosses the line. So you're going to help me with this. You're having a conversation about something and someone starts quoting a study, an author, a blah, blah, blah. And it's almost like that, like that could be very helpful sometimes, right? I love research. God knows I love research. <laughs> but there's a point at which it stops being a conversation with that person. And it's now just a conversation with, it's like they're like running a computer program going, entering, entering in what we're talking about and then collecting all the stuff and going like, oh, well, I know X, X, Y, and Z about this based on this book, that, that blah, blah, blah. I want to have a conversation with a human being about their experience of something. Maybe hear about a book that was written that's relevant maybe a film or something like that. I mean, I like that, but I don't want to sit there. And after the conversation's over, feel like I've just watched someone give a dissertation about it and that I'm a stupid person because I can't quote five, 10 people about, about something. I don't know. Have you ever had that experience? Yes. And normally when that happens to me, I end the conversation rather abruptly because like you said, I enjoy hearing about people's experiences in life and how it pertains to them, even if we don't agree. I, I in fact, the, the mental jousting with somebody where I don't agree with them, <clears throat> but are, they can articulate their opinion or their view is more important to me than someone who can just um, regurgitate information. But I feel like a lot of people... Um, don't have the ability to come up with their own thoughts. This is an interesting thing. I think that what happened during the pandemic, because this is something that's happening more so now, is that there was this thing that said the science. And then you had to, as, as I just learned this new word, show the receipts, right? Which is justify the science, right? Where did you get that information? And there was this whole idea through the pandemic of like, I heard this and it's from this source and that source and this doctor commented. And so it's almost like we have to justify ourselves or our thoughts or ideas or experiences. I actually don't give a fuck. Like if I'm talking to you, I want to talk to you and I want to say, oh, you had that experience. What happened to you that you had this experience? And I don't really want to hear about a book that you read. I want to hear about you and your experience. But I do think it's, it's, if it's apropos and it's ability to wrap into it, I don't have an totally. issue so much with it. Right. No, totally. But I'm saying 10 sources. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's sources. obnoxious. That's obnoxious. 
Plus, you know, the other side to it is like, you know, you, you start questioning these people to begin with that start diving into all this information, where they're getting it from, how they're regurgitating it. You know, I don't like people that just regurgitate from one side or the other, right? If they can speak on both sides and then come up with their own opinion on it and explain why and walk me through the process. Great. Awesome. I respect you. If you're just using the same liberal view, conservative view, you know, whatever you want to say and keep throwing it down there from just another viewpoint, then you just sound ignorant and very close-minded to me. You sound like you're only seeing the world through a wedge or rose-colored glasses or a lens that's very small, a small people. Um, you know, but if it's something that you've read up on and you're educated on, sure. But who's, who's, who said this? Um, Einstein was like, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, then you really don't grasp the concept. And I think that's that's very poignant to say, um, at least that mantra of speech. You know, if you can't simplify things and break it down so easily that someone else can understand it in a little snippet or a little uh, time frame, and you have to constantly go back in, it is almost like you're not speaking. You're speaking to yourself at that point. You're not speaking to the crowd. Well, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff comes from imposter syndrome. Mm. I feel like you know what you're talking about. But I started to think that, look, people have been around for a long time and we've probably had every thought that there was. No. I don't know. But but if I come to a truth about something through my life experience and then someone's like, oh, yeah, Plato said that in this book. I've never read that book necessarily. But what what happened is we're both having a similar human experience. And that's beautiful. I don't need to know that Plato said that in order to know a truth that he discovered also. Right, right. And so it doesn't make you more justified that you can, I mean, great. I'm glad that you read Plato and you know that about that. That's wonderful. And that is interesting. But what I'm saying is just because you haven't named it, read it, whatever, doesn't mean you haven't experienced it. I think there's a lot of people that don't trust themselves. They don't trust the truth of their experience because maybe they can't articulate it in words or I don't know, they haven't read about it or other people haven't shared that experience. And and I just want to say that it's not true. You, you know what you know. No one can take that away from you. Well, conversely to what you're saying too, you know, there's also the people that have read about it, understand it, grasp it, but have never experienced it, you know, and which, which side is, which side is better, which side is worse. You know, I, I would argue that if you experience it and you can actually understand it, that's far more valuable than someone who's just read about it and never truly experienced it. Um, you know, there are, how many people do we know in our lives that are way overeducated? I have a friend of mine that's a professional college kid. I mean, she's 53 years old, has three doctorates. Um, I mean, she's got, I don't know, ungodly amounts of associate's degrees and she just keeps going back to school. So at what point does she just become overeducated? It doesn't mean that she's more intelligent. It doesn't mean that she's more worldly, more worldviewed or whatever you want to say. It just means that she's more read. But that doesn't mean anything because you could still read shit and come up with shit. You know what I mean? This is my favorite example of this. Would you rather, you got two doctors, you got to have a surgery. Would you rather go to the doctor who's top of the class read and researched all about this surgery, never done it. Or the doctor who's middle of the class, you know, not great, not bad done the operation successfully hundreds of times. 
who are you going to? Yeah, well, I think that's it's the hundreds of times one, right? There, yeah, but some people are so blinded by the, you know, the the um, what do you want to accomplishment of the other one, right? Like first in your class from Ivy League, whatever, you know, and that is what catches their eye. But I think for for people who make a good decision would go with the doctor that's had the best outcome the most number of times. Yeah, agreed. I like, love asking. I love asking doctors when I go in their office and they hang in on their. I ask them what their GPA was. I love asking that. <laughs> Do they always answer? No, they. Some of them get really insulted. One time, a doctor was like, "Hey, um, I was going in for surgery," and he was explaining it very, uh, very loosely on terms, like so I can understand it. And I was like, "Doc, I'm paying you a lot of money right now to just really go over the technical terms, so I don't understand, so I feel very comfortable." <laughs> like, wow, me with your education now. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Um, yeah, but would you are, have gotten up if you, he or she was unable to do so? Would you have gotten up and said, no, thank you. I'm going to find someone else to do this. Yeah, probably. Cause it wasn't like highly recommended. You know what I mean? Like I want, I need, if you go in and the doctor, look, so many people, I feel like now there's so many doctors and it's really hard to get into a doctor. So you end up just calling around until you can get into a doctor. It's not like you're it, for a lot of things. I feel like, you know, you, you wait half like two, three months just to get in. Um, and so a lot of these doctors that are really highly recommended, you can't even get into. Um, so yeah, I think there is like this little judgment on both sides. I got no problem leaving a doctor's office. I just like, I got no problem leaving a mechanic. It's like, they're like coming into me trying to sell me an air filter for 90 bucks at the oil change place. Yeah. I got no problem leaving them either. Yeah. That's special. I think about maybe <laughs> you and me. No, no, really seriously, because there's people that don't trust themselves. Right. So they would never get up because that doctor knows more than you about, there is no doctor. I don't care who you are. There's no doctor on earth that knows more about me than me. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of people don't feel that way. They just feel that that person is very accomplished and they must know. And they accept, I don't want someone accepting. It takes me so much to go to a doctor to begin with that by the time I get to a doctor, I want to make sure that this doctor is legit and not just some, I mean, wasn't there a phony doctor not that long ago that was like taking patients? I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. Like a, deni- <laughs> a dentist. You get a phony doctor, but you might get a doctor who's phoning it in. Doctors. <laughs> I, I, and that was just an example of how, how we get kind of turned around and we don't trust ourselves. But I just, I just find myself in these spaces where people are trying, I think what they're trying to do is make connections and be relevant by bringing out all the stops and like also trying to prove that they know what they're talking about. Yeah, but there's nothing worse. It's like a blowguard, a blowheart, 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 blowguard, blow, whatever. Yeah, I a feel, braggart, I feel you know what I mean? Same. Yeah, I feel the same. But I, but then I also feel sorry. Why do you feel like you have to talk to me in this way? I don't care. And I'll be the first to say, I don't know. I never read that book. No, I don't. Is it good? Maybe I'll read it. Wait, my argument back to that is how, you know, although Plato was relevant during that time and it's important to read Plato, how relevant is Plato now? Oh, I, I, I mean, you know, some things are timeless. Like, so, sure, timeless. And yeah, there's some things, but, but that doesn't necessarily not, but mean But you're that, not like, going to freaking blow me off because I haven't read something that you read or I don't know that or I haven't had that experience. Yeah. But it's maybe it though. Like, I mean, how many times do you sit down 
yeah, like you said, there's like, there's a, there's a way of doing it. There's a relevant way of doing things and there's a relevant way of not doing things. You know, it would make me very leery if I'm sitting down with somebody and they're coming up with three, four, five examples, quoting people that I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. Like, I don't need to hear the shit. Like, that's not, I don't need to be a part of this. There's nothing worse than, than some douche. That's, I mean, it's exactly what it is. They're a Chad. That's, that's what a Chad represents to me. Wow. Look at you bringing out the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it reminds me of some guy with a sweater draped over his shoulders with like a little ball. Like it's like bound up, you know, the arms are bound up in a ball in front of him with khaki shorts on no socks and penny loafers. And he's just regurgitating bullshit. That's what Chad represents. I'm really loving though, when I see on social media or I just see out in public, people just flying their freak flag and just being their authentic self against everything. I am cheering for them. I send them little notes on Instagram. You go for it. Like I am so all about that. So yeah. Can I plug somebody for Instagram right now? That's pretty good. Yeah. His name is Tumbleweed Tommy. Okay. Tumbleweed Tommy. I don't know. I think he's on the spectrum, but the kid's like amazing. And he's amazing because he's going out there and all he does is change his outfits and he shows Western outfits. And he's definitely not. um, He's definitely he's he's definitely he's got to be on the spectrum. He 100 percent just the way he touches his shirts. Um, But he is just an amazing, amazing person. And I want to say he's my spirit animal, but I would get trouble for that because I don't want to sound like I'm degrading him by any means. But he talks about his clothes and his sponsors and his boots. And when I'm having a bad day, if I need to see something truly, I look at Tumbleweed Tommy and Tumbleweed Tommy's the shit. I love it. I love it. Just do you be authentically yourself. Try to be a nice person. And, you know, that's it. I think that's life. We overcomplicate it. Agreed. hundred percent. You do better when you're yourself. Yeah. I wish more people were themselves. And I wish more people's cars were representative of themselves, right? Like painted all different ways. Oh, really? Styled. I love that. I think. It'd what be kind so of cool. car would you be if you were, wait, what kind of car would you drive if you had to drive a representative car of yourself? Oh my gosh. I wasn't prepared for that. I don't know, but it would be, I think it would be some kind of like a utility vehicle in a very odd color. Yeah. That's what it would be. Like, uh, like I love pockets. I love buckets. I love things that have utility. So it'd be like an old Land Rover or something, you know, like mm. you can go places, you can do so, get muddy, you can get clean. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of car. What about you? Um, I don't know. I probably should have thought of that when I, when I sat down, I would be like, um, definitely a domestic car, not a foreign car. And definitely a domestic car with like a couple hundred thousand miles on it. And like, like a different matching door. That's clearly not the same door. Like it's painted a different color. The latch is totally different, but it's meant to screw on there and it works, but it's definitely not like the prettiest thing. But at some point you're like, wow, it's either a genius who put that on or someone who's like not all put together. You know what I mean? Like the bumpers like tied up with a coat hanger, um, but not falling apart, not disheveled looking. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like some kind of, um, yeah, but definitely like just kind of a hodgepodge mix together in there. Um, and still, but with a fat engine underneath, like something that's just like sick. It sounds great. Like a little bit of white trash engineering going on in there, you know, 
you're afraid to like, you're afraid to goose it because it's just going to spin out. It's well, just it's uh, like a surprise because it doesn't look like much from the outside, but it runs really good and right, it's got right. a big engine and it gets right. the job done. But it's, right. a, it's a sleeper a little bit, it's right? A, like, it's oh. a 100% a sleeper, 100%. Like you roll up to it at the stoplight, you're revving the engine and people are looking at you. Yeah, I love that. And I can smell, I can smell the old type of gasoline. Oh, yeah. Love that. That thick, that thick, like blue yeah. smoke almost, you know, <laughs> you don't want to park it in the driveway because it's got oil stains on there and you're not really sure where the oil leak comes from. So you just keep adding more oil to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, David, that's so funny. It's a labor of love. <laughs> well, I just think it's great. I think it's great. I don't need you to tell me about all the things that you've read. If it makes you feel better, I'll listen to a certain degree, but it's not necessary. Just be yourself, Become get comfortable being yourself. Right. Right. Like, if you want to like sit there and say, if you want to sit there and say, Hey, this conversation made me think of a book that I just read. You would like it. Great. Amazing. But the minute you start quoting Plato to me, like <laughs> fuck the fuck off, like just fuck off. But what if it was a cool quote? Oh, well, how about if I told you the quote first and then you're like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, that's Plato. Yeah. I feel like, again, I just feel like that's a Chad. Dude, I studied philosophy. So if I tell you a quote from a, a Greek philosophy, yeah, but Kim, you're different. You're totally different. You can I, you and I could like have a conversation and have it like work through, and and that's all we do. That's all we just converse. That's our whole responsibility is to converse. That is totally fine and natural. It's not like you're coming at me like being an elitist. That's the point to it, right? You could even you could probably whip in 15, 16 quotes in, in today, and it would totally be fine. Because it's not like you're looking down on me trying to project something. And that's the problem that you have with a lot of the people is that they're trying to prove something that um, either they don't feel up to par or they're feeling less than or they're trying to prove something. But I, I'm going to be totally honest with you about something. I wasn't always that. I used to be that person. Oh, for sure. The worst thing in my mind was to be stupid. Like I never wanted to be a stupid person. You could say a lot of shit about me, but you would never say she's dumb. And so I had to get over that. I had to really just say, I don't care if you think I'm stupid and maybe I, I'm not smart in whatever area this is and that's okay. I don't have to be. I just, it, it was, I, I can remember feeling like I have to respond to this. I have to respond, like go into your database and pull out some shit that's relevant. And I recall that feeling. I just don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't care enough about my image to have to worry about how I articulate myself in front of everybody. You know what I mean? I speak my, my, my vernacular, my verbiage, and I go with it. I, I polish it up. Sometimes I drop, you know, less F bombs when I'm around other people and I make sure that, that it's always, or is that now? No, that's, that's more recently. Yeah. That's definitely more recent. That's probably within the last two years. I always had, there was always a, a hint of me before, but it was just a very polished up version of me with a corporate life. Now that I don't have a corporate life. Um, yeah. That it's like, it's a, it's a lot easier. I feel definitely more comfortable. I feel I'm my most authentic self now than I ever have. Been. I see that. And I feel more comfortable now. I see that too. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the best way to be. And I think once, once you get over that and once you find your true authentic self, then you stop trying to, 
you stop trying to impress others with whatever that is, whether you're impressing others with, with money, where you're trying to impress others with, with, uh, you know, uh, material things, uh, name brands, quotes, intellectual property, whatever you want to say, you stop doing all of that. Um, and you just, you just live. And there's, there's a lot of freedom behind that. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that is so true. You just be. Yeah. Here's a quote on the other side of fear is freedom. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good quote. That's, that's my freedom quote. Who said that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I quoted that before and I don't even know. I got to go check it out. It's got to be someone anonymous look, or something. That's like a this truth. anonymous guy's that's, famous. That's a universal <laughs> truth that if you confront your fear, you will find the freedom on the other side. And it like uh, every, anyone who's done that knows that that's true. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. You might have said it, but I'm sure millions of people have said that. Not 100%. knowing the original, not knowing who the original person was. But if I was going to sit down there and be like, you know, King Charles Thirteenth once said in 1856, <laughs> on behalf of every side of, you know, then you just sound like a douche. Yeah, I don't know that there's a really good mirror uh, out there for people right yet. Do you know, I think the more the more people who just lean in and, and express themselves authentically and find that true thing, that is the mirror that that's going to be held up to the other people to say, hey, drop that nonsense. Just come as you are. So the more uh, people that get real. But I also think there's a there's a vast majority. I, I, I've, majority is the right word of people that are so lost. They're searching for someone. And. I feel like there's there's people out there that just kind of suck that up. Um, I feel there are huge swaths of people out there that are just completely lost, that need guidance, that need people like that in their life to to, to educate them, to inspire them, because they can't, they haven't figured it out for themselves. This is my favorite tactic, and I used it the other day. Somebody came to me and asked me, like, what would you do? Or like blah, blah, something like that. And I was, I don't know. I'm not you. What would you do? And they're like, well, I'm asking you. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm telling you that you have some kind of idea about what you would do. Do that. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to be that person to hold you up. Do it. Find yourself. Mm-hmm. Be that mm-hmm. person for you. Yeah. Try. Try. Just try it. Yeah. David, what was it? Start a boot camp. Just try it. You should run a boot camp. <laughs> I don't know how effective it would be, but it'd be super fun. A boot camp for us? Yeah, we would have a <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We'd have, can I have a whistle? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love a whistle. Yeah. But I mean, but I think that's it. Like I find myself kind of, I, I love routine and I love habits. I, it's years of wearing a uniform to school. It's, it's very um, soothing to me. Okay. Mm. Um, the continuity of everything. So I tend to say, do it a different way, whether that's driving someplace. And I usually take this route or making something. And I've always made it the same way. I will periodically just out of the blue, go do it a different way and see what happens. It's, it's really fun and fascinating to realize how long you've been in patterns. Maybe some of them are good and some of them aren't that good, but all you have to do is they like, do it this way, do it a different way, do it with your left hand, do it like with one shoe on I, who the, f- but you mm-hmm. gotta just try it. 
try it. All right. Live. B. Good day. To you. (laughs) If you liked wherever it takes us, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share the episode with someone who you think would like it. Leave us a five-star rating and write a review. We appreciate it.